As fall fills up with activities and obligations, even a small time saver can feel like a big help. Grammarly is an all-in-one writing tool that makes clear, concise communication easier than ever, so you can finish your work earlier and head off to family dinners, social events, and fall weddings. Grammarly is free to download and works where you do, so every project gets finished quicker. Make sure your writing is free of mistakes with Grammarly's free, comprehensive writing suggestions and get an instant take on how your message comes across with the free tone detector. Let Grammarly Premium's sentence clarity rewrites help you find the perfect words on the first try. You'll be confident writing client emails, deadline-driven reports, and presentations without staying late at the office. Get more time back in your day by writing with Grammarly. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcasts to sign up for a free account. Then get 20% off when you're ready to upgrade to Grammarly Premium. That's Grammarly.com slash podcasts. Hello and welcome to the RadioTimes.com Doctor Who podcast. My name's Hugh. My name's Morgan. Uh, and this week we're talking about something a little bit different. Uh, obviously, the news recently has been, or the rumoured news, that Jodie Whittaker may be leaving uh, Doctor Who, moving on to Pastors New, uh, and someone else will be moving into Pastors, Pastors Who. I slightly <laughs> messed up Very that good. sentence, but I still think the joke works. Um, and yeah, basically, because of that, the Doctor Who rumour mill has been in full effect. Uh, the rumour mill, incidentally, a setting for season 13, I like to think. Uh, where the almost could have been king likes to hang out. Um, and yeah, basically everyone on the internet is throwing out their predictions and the bookies are throwing out their bets for, you know, their odds rather, for who could be the next doctor. Um, and something struck me, which has struck me every time we've had a new doctor, you know, coming in, we don't know who they are yet, is, I mean, I don't know how to put this, a lot of the guesses are quite bad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... I just don't feel like a lot of the guesses always seem quite like implausible and a little bit strange. Um, and I, by what I mean by that, I guess, is that like sometimes when you're like, oh, who could be a new Doctor? You sort of think, who are the sort of people who get picked to be in Doctor Who? Where are they at with their careers and stuff? And when you look at some of the people on the list and you're like, that just doesn't match up for me. Like if you're talking like Tilda Swinton, Idris Elba, you know, Hollywood Marvel stars, are they going to come and do Doctor Who? I mean, Morgan, I've talked a lot and you haven't really said very much yet. So I'm going to throw it to you. I mean, what, what, do, 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 you know what, do you know what I mean? No, that's because I hugely disagree with everything you're saying. No, <laughs> no, absolutely. I think I think you're right. I think um, a lot of the time when these these star names are, are thrown up, it's you're right. If you look back at the history of casting the Doctor, they don't fit the mould. Someone like Tilda Swinton. I think there's there's two ways of looking at this. One is who would be good as the Doctor? And then there is who is uh, in any way, shape or form likely to be cast as the Doctor. Now, saying that Tilda Swinton, I'm not saying Tilda Swinton wouldn't be great as the Doctor. She probably would be fantastic. But is she likely to take on that role? Probably not. If you look back at the, um, the history of who's been cast as the Doctor, it's normally one of two things. Sometimes it's a, a complete unknown or a sort of rising star, um, you know, your, your Matt Smiths, or it's a character actor with an interesting career and, and an often, you know, a very sort of um, respected back catalogue, but usually they don't have one defining role. That's normally key um, because the Doctor is that defining role. It's the role that goes on to... So if you take someone like uh, David Tennant, who was kind of 
emerging at the point at which he was cast as the doctor and he'd had Casanova, which was, he was you know playing the lead and, um, but it was the doctor became the role that people now associate with him. I think the one exception to that in recent history was probably Peter Capaldi, right? Who mm. um, was not just sort of a well-known character actor, but he had arguably a, a defining role in, in Malcolm Tucker from the thick of it. Um, so that was, that was slightly more left field, but generally it does tend to be, those um, those character actors who are well respected in their field, but not not quite yet stars. They're like on the on the brink of becoming star names, household names. And Doctor Who is what then takes them to that next level. I, I completely agree. I, I've actually written written a piece which you can read on WarriorTimes.com where I make the exact same argument. So that's how exciting this podcast is. Just two guys who think the same things. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I agree with you. I, I, I think with Pete Capaldi also, you can slightly overstate the thick of it in terms of it was a really big role and it was definitely like the thing he did and he was famous mm. for it. But, you know, I don't know how much international kind of renown it would have had. And similarly, you know, the thick of it was a sort of beloved sitcom. I don't know, the, well, maybe sitcom's the wrong word, sort of, I don't know, like satire. Um, mm. And I, and, you know, I, I always really enjoyed him in it, but I'm not the, sure the extent to which it was like a thing loads and loads of people watched, if you get mm. what I mean. Um, mm. But yeah, exactly. And you could say the same for Jodie Whittaker. You know, you look at Broadchurch, and that is obviously kind of like, if you had described her, you would have said Broadchurch is Jodie Whittaker, probably. Mm. But she's not like the only person in Broadchurch. Do you know what I mean? She's not the main person in Broadchurch. She's part of an ensemble. And I think that's like you say is key. It could be an up and comer. It could be a character actor. It's basically it has to be someone for who this is a step up, right? And I'm not saying it's like a step down in terms of it's a bad role for someone who's more famous. I mean, it's sort of, it would be, it's someone for whom it's a challenge and for whom the, it's sort of the offset of the really increased public scrutiny, the really long filming schedule, you know, possibly away from your family, 10 months out of the year, and all the kind of stress and the, you know, the press attention that comes to Doctor Who is offset by the opportunity it offers you. So mm. that doesn't tend to be someone like, you know, Michael Sheen, signs on the list i can imagine him doing it for like a shorter series or something if they were doing a special thing i don't think he'd want to do it you know full time similarly mm. for like you know like you know idris elba's on the list and like we said tilda swinson i'm just like why would idris elba do this like he might be like oh this would be a cool thing to do but he'd be like but i'm gonna go and make millions in fast and furious actually if that's okay <laughs> yeah yeah no and and also there's there's certain names where um not only are they at a certain you know level of status but they also maybe have more um they're used to exerting more creative control over yes. projects um Michaela Cole you were you were mentioning she's a name on the list and she's someone who is very much you know again if you if you look at her as a performer would she be a great doctor probably but she's also more than just an, an actor she's a you know she's a writer she's an author her her projects as you were saying earlier they're very personal to her right so for her to it would almost be um it would certainly be a, a, an unexpected career choice shall we say for her to then opt to oh i'm gonna um i'm gonna take on the role of the doctor and i'm gonna fulfill this showrunner's vision yeah exactly like she's just an i may destroy you everyone's like wow what a creative genius she had this really public kind of thing about how you know she'd you know, not being able to get the creative control with some people. So she hadn't made the show with them. It was all about like, you know, I have control of this, this is my story. And everyone's like, wow, she's like an alter. She's this, you know, this behind the scenes figure as well as on screen figure. And then it's like, right now I'm going to go to Cardiff and do scripts about the Zygons. Like not saying that's <laughs> bad, but like someone else's scripts about the Zygons. Do you know what I mean? It's the same yeah. as um, Phoebe Waller-Bridge. It's funny because I, I, I said this with regards to like originally 
oh, she's the one who people said was going to be Chris Chibnall's doctor, you know, before Jodie Whittaker was announced. But she's actually mm. on the odds again, which kind of is often the way this goes. Like a lot of people do just come up again and again. Like Ben Wishaw's been here for years. Um, but Phoebe Waller-Bridge is another one where it's kind of like you look at Fleabag and, you know, Killing Eve, the success of that and like how she's in Hollywood making stuff and, you know, doing all sorts. And it's like, I get why people talk about her because she's a prominent person and she's quite trendy. I mean, not not I don't mean that disparagingly, but she's sort of yeah. someone you hear about a lot. But that doesn't mean she'd necessarily want to do it. Like, again, yeah. not because it's beneath her, but because she's got other stuff going on that's like she's more creatively involved in. Yeah. And it's not to say that playing the doctor is creatively unfulfilling. Like, I think if, yeah. if you're an actor, it's probably like one of the best roles. Like, it's so um, creatively fulfilling. I remember speaking to to Matt Smith shortly before like I think after it had been announced he was leaving but before he'd left and he was talking about all the things he'd miss and he said that he'd miss how this was a character who could kind of you know turn on a sixpence and there was so you get to kind of play a little bit of everything with the doctor because you get to play the the clown but you get to play the genius you get to play the intergalactic hero you get to play the kind of the action hero but you also get to play the mad scientist like it's got so so many different layers to it you get to do so much so it's probably really rewarding a really rewarding part as an actor you get to be a children's hero you get to be all all these things um but if you're someone who you know if you're a phoebe Waller-Bridge, if you're a michaela cole who is used to having um, you know, a, a larger degree of creative control over your projects. It's not. It's not the one for you. And that's and that's not to denigrate Doctor Who. It's just to say it would be a very surprising uh, career sidestep to make at this point. The thing with it is, I think it really says something about the role of the Doctor that you do have such sort of a wide range of names thrown in. Like the fact that you know when they're talking about the next detective in Death in Paradise, they're not like, oh yes, it will be Harry Styles. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. like but Harry Styles is, you know, really great, really buzzy, does some acting. Death in Paradise is a show where they could, you know, get in a new actor, but you're like, you wouldn't put the two of them together. Same thing with, like, I said to you earlier, it's like, you know, who's the new, you know, troubled cop in Line of Duty? Oh, it's Chris Hemsworth. Like, no, that just wouldn't happen. Whereas with Doctor yeah. Who, you do get these sort of names. And I think it's because the role is so cool and so interesting that you can sort of imagine anybody wanting to do it. And I think in a lot of ways, people would be happy to do it. It's just that the commitment... And also the fact that, you know, it, it is a not low budget, but it's a comparatively low budget, you know, BBC show, which has a lot of prominence because it has this great cultural cachet. But that doesn't necessarily mean that absolutely everybody is going to kind of you know buy into it in that way. The way I see it is you have a few kind of uh, different genres of people who people guess at, which tends to be like we've said, there tends to be like the ridiculous, massive Hollywood stars. There tends yeah. to be the quite buzzy people who are kind of coming up at the moment. For example, Ollie Alexander. Uh, from It's a Sin and Lydia West from It's a Sin. Basically, the entire cast of It's a Sin, I think, people have said at various points. Um, yeah. Well, this this do this does touch on. I did see a tweet which which is pertinent to what we're talking about um, by um, the Twitter user at Hello. This is this is Ivan, um, and uh, the tweet was actor gives a reasonably charismatic screen performance. Person on Twitter, they must be the next Doctor Who. It's <laughs> which which very much plays into that whole thing of yeah, someone someone who's buzzy, who's a great actor, who's charismatic on screen. It's like wow, they they should be Doctor Who, and it's like well, not necessarily. Like they're just yeah. May, may, again, maybe they'd be great, but it's not like a given. Yeah, definitely. And I think we can kind of fall into that trap because it's it's weird because we have had a lot of Doctor recastings, and they are always handled a little bit differently. Like for example, when Christopher Eccleston was leaving, if you were looking around at like who's a kind of vibrant young actor who I'm seeing at the moment. David Tennant was that guy. So mm. like it could happen. And you know, Matt, Matt Smith was a bit different because I remember when that happened, 
um, the day before it was announced, they had a list of the like odds, and it was yeah. all these names. And at the end, it was and this guy called Matt Smith. And I was like, well, it's definitely him then, isn't it? Because yeah. like, why would no. he be on there? I remember having the exact same experience where like it'd been on the news and think they'd been talking about it before and it was like oh the, the rumored names are James Nesbitt and Patterson Joseph and I was like okay and then like the night before that episode of Doctor Who Confidential went out it was like James Nesbitt Patterson Joseph and some bloke called Matt Smith who no one's ever heard of <laughs> like that seems suspicious okay yeah exactly like I remember when um when they were announcing uh Pearl Mackey again as a companion it was like someone put a massive amount of money um, on a bookies about basically oh Pearl yeah. Mackey will be the new companion it was like I mean if if that isn't true they're very very strange person <laughs> um, you know it wasn't yeah. like it was you know someone really famous um but yeah so there's them and then I think the third type going back to what I was saying of the types of people is something you said earlier which is um before before we were recording which is basically the type of person who people vaguely think seems a bit like the doctor mm. so on the list you have Richard Aoardi you have uh Tom Rosenthal I guess uh, from Friday Night Dinner, Chris Marshall, who pops up every so often, Michael Sheen to an extent, uh, Richard Rankin, who people might know from Outlander and 13, you've got Matt Berry, uh, and then like Ben Whishaw. And I think people kind of like vaguely sort of, you know, with someone like Matt Berry, like, oh yeah, he's sort of flamboyant. With Richard Rodney, like, oh, he's kind of nerdy, he's got funny hair. You know, Chris Marshall is like, oh yeah, he's like a sort of thin English guy in a suit. Like, like <laughs> yeah, you sort of yeah. see it, but, but Chris, the, Chris Marshall as well is like, if you squint, he sort of looks a bit like a young Tom Baker, kinda. Like yeah. you kind of got, yeah. And Richard Rankin is is a great actor, I will say, but he is a bit like if you were sort of trying to cast David Tennant again, but like yeah. not have David Tennant, it would be sort of similar to that. Yeah. No, I I think you're right. I think there's there's kind of, and I, uh, you know, I don't want to sound too. Um, snobby about this but I do think a lot of those types of guesses come from people who don't watch Doctor Who but kind of have a vague knowledge of what Doctor Who is and they go oh yeah you know um, a skinny guy in a suit with with interesting hair yeah who's who's maybe got a, it helps if he's got a slightly eccentric um, public image you know someone like Matt Berry or, or Richard Ayoade yeah or, Richard or, Ayoade, Ste or Stephen Fry Stephen Fry yeah Richard Ayoade is a good example because he's someone who like when you actually look at it, it would be incredibly bizarre creatures of him because he hasn't actually done that much acting. Like he's done some sitcom acting mm. where he plays something quite close to his public persona and he does a lot of presenting and he's like a quite artistically admired indie director. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and he writes all these yeah. complex books about film. And I'm like, I don't think he'd want to do this. Like, he I don't think he'd think it was beneath him, but I think he would just not want to do it. He, he almost ticks two of our boxes in being wrong <laughs> in the sense of like... If you're just going by his public persona that, yeah, he played nerdy Moss on the IT crowd um, and and he's got that kind of public persona of being a bit eccentric, that's not a good enough reason to cast him. But also, would he want to do it? No, because if you like, the real Richard Ayoade is, is someone who um, exhibits a far greater degree of creative control over his projects. So like on, on neither level is he a suitable candidate, really, if you stop and think about it. Yeah, and it's weird. Like, again, I don't want it to seem like we're kind of trying to you know, kill anyone's dreams here or like have a go at anybody. It's just something that always strikes me. I'm kind of like, obviously it doesn't really matter because it's all just, you know, speculation. We don't know anything. Yeah. And the thing with these odds are that the, they're so wild because there isn't anything to go on. Ollie Alexander's only jumped up in the ratings because a journalist forced Russell T. Davis to say he might be good in Doctor Who. And then a different journalist asked John Barrowman, do you reckon that? And he was like, yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, no, but I, and, and yeah, going back to, you know, we're not criticizing anyone for, for throwing these names out there i think because as well i think something we've talked about previously in terms of who could be the next doctor is the casting of jodie whittaker and then more recently of joe martin has really broadened people's 
horizons and their outlook on who and what the doctor could be i think like i i am as guilty as anyone of if you would if you ask me now who should play the doctor or who could play the doctor my answer would be very different to what it would be or what it would have been pre jody's mm. casting i think i probably would have fallen not necessarily entirely but more into the trap of going it should be this white guy with interesting hair like someone i was a big sort of supporter of for years i was like damian maloney who um he mm, played yeah from being human from being yeah he played the vampire hal in being human and he's kind of you know he's he's young and he's good looking but he's he's also very charismatic he's a great actor and on being human he kind of played a slightly eccentric vampire which isn't a million miles away from a slightly eccentric time lord so you kind of go oh he'd be a good fit but then and i think you know again he's a great actor i think he would be good but he's a very obvious choice because you've seen yeah. him do something like that before right and that, that's that's the other trap is like i've seen them do something a bit like that before Jodie Whittaker had never done anything really like Doctor Who before. I think she's talked about the fact that this is actually, despite the fact that she's playing a, an alien that's millions of years old, this is the persona of the Doctor is a bit more close to her real persona than role she's played, where she tends to play grieving mothers and, and, and yeah. that type of thing. So, yeah. so at the time, I would have gone, yeah, D Damien Maloney's the one. Now I would go, yeah, okay, maybe. But also, there's all these other names that previously I wouldn't have considered. And Jodie and Joe Martin's casting has made it feel far more real that these other names could now be a, a possibility. Yeah, looking at like what Joe Martin had done before and what Jodie had done before, you wouldn't have been like, oh, yeah, I see what their doctor would be like. Like, weirdly, meeting Jodie and stuff like that, you definitely see where her doctor comes from because it's very yeah. like her. And so you can see, so it's immediately clear why Chris Chibnall was like, I should cast Jodie because yeah. she's kind of her doctor in real life in a, in a funny sort of way. It doesn't always actually how Peter Capaldi is. Like, Peter Capaldi was not like Malcolm Tucker, but he is quite a bit like the 12th Doctor, I'd say. Yeah. Um, although a bit quieter. Um, I... <laughs> it's always uh, it's a slightly slight of a sidebar but i definitely think there's always two types of 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 doctor who actors or doctor actors one is which um their doctor is like an exaggerated more eccentric version of themselves and one is where it's a complete performance and i think jody is it's it's kind of like an exaggerated version of her real personality i think tom baker similarly it's a kind of exaggerated version and then there's ones which are more definitely a, a, like a performance so um, you know, Patrick Trout and Peter Davison, um, Peter Capaldi, I think, and, and, and Matt Smith as well, I think in particular, like, um, we've, you know, the early 11th Doctor is a bit more like Matt, but later on it becomes far more, it moves further and further away from Matt. If you ever meet Matt Smith, he's like uh, a lot more kind of grounded and down to earth. And I don't want to say laddie, but like he's, he's, he's a bit There's more a of vibe. a bloke. There's a definite vibe. <laughs> yeah, like, um, whereas with the, his doctor became far more kind of uh, eccentric and a feat and a bit, bit more posh and didn't, didn't have the same voice as Matt even, like it changed a lot. So uh, that was far more of a, of a performance. Yeah, so when you look at these actors, like, and you, if you say, you know, you're looking at like Chris Marshall and what he did in Death in Paradise and being like, oh, I can imagine that person being the doctor. That's kind of like, that's kind of the opposite, I think, of sometimes what the production crew are looking for, where they're like, mm. we want to look at someone who people would never have thought of for the Doctor, but then once mm. they see them, they could never think of anyone else. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, and, and going back to what I was saying, you kind of either want someone who has never played a Doctor-type role before, but actually would be perfect for it, which is the kind of the Jodie Whittaker, or you want someone who 
can perform as the doctor it's not necessarily their own persona but they can they can perform as the doctor but again you kind of want it to be someone who you've never seen do that before it's like oh of course they'd be perfect but i never that's the reaction you want isn't it it's like of course they're perfect but i never would have thought of them in a million years yeah that's it's the like reaction you want. it's like when jodie whittaker was announced it was not what i was expecting at all i mean i was like you know she'd be really good actually like when you you sort of think about it and same with peter Capaldi. Yeah. like i mean i think some people were expecting him but once he'd been cast i was like oh right that's quite different and then i was like you know, I bet it'd be very good. Do you know what I mean? Like you just, it's yeah. that moment where you go, oh, actually. Um, like and it was trickier with Matt Smith because he hadn't been in much, but I had seen him in, him in Party Animals, so. Yeah, yeah. And Moses Jones, I don't know if anyone remembers classic, that. The classic um, Moses Jones. <laughs> yeah, no, and I think as well, there's always an inclination from the Doctor Who creative team to cast against type, if that's the right word. Mm. Like um, the, the new Doctor is always a bit of a reaction to the old Doctor, I guess partly to do something new and interesting, but also partly to kind of avoid direct comparisons. And that's normally the case. I mean, the 11th Doctor and the 10th Doctor, they're maybe, you know, a little more similar than, um, than, than some others, but like definitely from like 11 to 12, there's a big, big contrast, right? Which is intentional from yeah. Matt to Capaldi. And then from uh, Peter Capaldi to Jodie Whittaker, there's intentionally like a big, um, a big shift. And I think again, a trap that people, and I'm not, you know putting myself above this a trap that people can fall into is to go not just who is a bit like the doctor but also who's a bit like the doctor we just had yeah. and if and if anything the, the the casting tends to go against that so if you're looking for the next doctor now you probably don't want to look at someone who's a bit like Jodie Whittaker in terms of like their their persona and, and the way in which you know you kind of want to go to go against that and I don't necessarily mean to cast them a man again I think you could definitely cast another another woman doctor who's totally different to Jodie in, in so many different ways yeah I mean I saw on, on the list of um, the bookies which I keep going back to because it's handy uh, Maxine Peake was quite high and I was like well that's too similar like that you'd feel like they would I mean a, a mm. Maxine Peake could be a completely different sort of doctor but you feel like it's too similar like a type and same with like Vicky McClure oddly I'm just sort of like I reckon she'd be quite good in it, but I don't think she'd be different enough. Do you know what I mean? I feel like you'd want, yeah. espe especially if it was another female doctor, I think you'd need someone who was just so vastly different from Jodie's doctor, because then the point isn't, oh, Jodie's the, the female doctor. It's like, no, Jodie's the 13th doctor and here's another, here's the 14th yeah. doctor. Do you know what I mean? I feel like it would make the point yeah. even better. Like, it's why like I thought like someone like Tania Miller, who like obviously people have talked about a bit, I was like, she to me felt plausible in that she's sort of been around and she's been in lots of stuff, but she hasn't had like that one big lead role. And yeah. she would be, you could see her being quite a different sort of more assertive doctor, but without having exactly played that role in the past, even though she's played characters who are a little bit like that, if you know what I mean. Yeah. No, she's I like I think she'd be great. And she's she is exactly that. She's someone like you say, she's not had one defining lead role, but she's popped up in lots of great stuff and been very good in all of it. And um she's always brought brought like a lot of sort of personality and, and character to it. And you go, Oh, actually, she'd be really good. But again, I wouldn't necessarily have have thought of her hmm. and the reason often you don't think of these people is because they are so different to the person who's playing the role at the moment but actually that's exactly what you want from the next doctor so that's why i think that's why it is so hard a lot of the time to guess um who the next doctor will be because there's yeah if, if you're looking for someone who you would never guess <laughs> and and also someone who has never played a role like the doctor before that is why it's so hard to to accurately predict who the next doctor will be um but that is ultimately who the next doctor will be and happily it's not us who have to make the decision it's uh it's the bbc chris chibnall oh, all that lot yeah uh yeah i mean looking at the list of bookies odds i was trying to think if i had to sort of say someone from here who would i think and i was sort of like weirdly friday night dinners 
Tom Rosenthal. I was like, mm. he'd be a bit similar to like the Matt Smith, David Tennant era, but I was like, I, I am sort of surprised to see he's there. And it was, isn't the sort of role I would associate him with, which made me no. think. No, I, I, I do wonder if that's just he's, he's young and English and skinny. Like, I do yeah. think there's a certain, like. But there's a lot of them around. Like, Asa Butterfield's not on there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sure I've seen him. I've seen him suggested on Twitter, though, certainly. Yeah, I've I seen him suggested like, a few times. I do feel like Tom Rosenthal, look, you know, he, he's a bit like if you got David Tennant and Matt Smith. And, Mushed them up. Yeah, and through some kind of like the fly style merging system, they they that was what would happen. Um, Maybe that's what happens when you put people through the rumour mill, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you put David Tennant and Matt Smith in the rumour mill and Tom Rosenthal emerges. I think that works both on a sort of literal, but also uh, you know, a metaphorical level. And we'll have the uh, the rumor mill on Big Finish coming May 2022. <laughs> we love stories. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and, and I we have to mention Big Finish once per episode in case people don't know it's part of our contractual obligation for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I know what you mean. It's 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 really going to be quite interesting to see what they go with. Like we could be completely wrong. We should say like it's it's a bit of a mugs game trying to predict what Doctor Who won't do because often then you're wrong. And you know, when yeah. we're all welcoming Chris Marshall as the 14th Doctor. I was going to say know, just with looking Michaela, with Michaela Cole as his companion, we're going to we're going <laughs> to yeah, just like... looking at my phone. I've got a release and it says uh, Ben Wishaw is actually confirmed <laughs> as the next Doctor. So in a, it's yeah. in, a, in a shock twist, uh, it's actually Lawrence Fox. Uh, no, it's not. <laughs> Finally what the people wanted. Um yeah, I think that Generally speaking, I'm going to put my neck out and say that we've probably not heard the name of the next Doctor yet in serious discussion, mm. would be my guess. And we'll we'll return to this in a few months or years. <laughs> you never know. We don't know exactly when Jodie is going to leave if she is. Um, we can come back and see if I was right. But like you said earlier, I think if people do kind of want to look for who it is, I'm not going to like go out with any names because I, I reckon I don't know who it is yet, if you know what I mean, as in like... I might not even know the actor, but I reckon mm. it's like you said, it's someone who's either starting out or who is a kind of sort of slightly slightly older, but character actor, British, TV roles, primarily, maybe the odd film, but not not anything too big, who like has never had quite had that one big defining role and who mm. this is the kind of big step for. I think that's what people need to be looking for. It's not going to be the big stars. It's not going to be someone who has already starred in a big TV show, probably as the lead. Mm. It's probably going to be someone sort of like as i said in my piece more down to earth ironically yeah i always like it's not a direct comparison but i do always equate it with one of those roles that, that has a lot of discussion around it and gets talked about a lot and people are almost always suggesting unlikely candidates is james, james bond i knew you were going to say where, james bond yeah, yeah i thought about that where, earlier yeah where um in much the same way as anyone who's like a bit eccentric with interesting hair gets thrown up for doctor who anyone who wears a suit in a tv show is like he could be james bond and it's mm. like yeah but is that is that too obvious would he actually be any good and no one would have predicted or did predict daniel craig and yeah. actually daniel craig got quite a bit of flack initially they're like he's nothing like our vision of bond and then he was brilliant and everyone loved him so it, it is similar in that sense of like you want someone totally unexpected who will totally kind of upend your expectations rather than the obvious choice because the obvious choice will just deliver what you expect or will kind of underwhelm because you have these expectations you want to go completely left field i think you're right and i think you're also right the thing you said earlier about I've got to say, like the the list of prospective people who you do see people talking about this year is a lot more interesting because we've had Jodie Whittaker's Doctor. Mm. Like it suddenly opens up. Like there are always kind of some women on the shortlist, kind of especially in more recent years, as a kind of you know nod to it. But now it feels like it's kind of a more serious consideration. Like you yeah. feel like it's a very it's a real different like mix yeah. of people this time. Like I'm sure there's still a lot of men on there, but like also to be honest, I'd say the men are more similar than the women are. 
yeah no and i'm sure i've said this before but i there were always um in the rumor mill again like women who were um uh their names were mentioned but i think now it far more so like if anything on if you look at social media it's more um women that are being suggested more than more than men i think people are are expecting the next doctor to be a woman um and yeah so it's it's definitely changed the conversation i think in a positive way that we've it's it's um it's bucked the trend and long may the trend continue to be bucked <laughs> i know what you mean yeah i i i i sort of agree with them so i reckon you know if you had to put money on i'd, I'd say 70 30 the next doctor will probably be a woman because as we've mm. said before it would seem like sort of like a step back or like a suggestion that it wasn't a good idea to not do it mm. but then again they always say the best doctor is you know ultimately the person who you know had the best audition was the best person in the room and that could be anybody so you know who knows we certainly don't, and we don't think most of the people talking uh, online or in newspapers do either. Um, but what do you think, people listening at home, um, who do you think the next Doctor should be? Uh, do you agree with our assessment of what you know you should be looking for in an actor's career for the next Doctor? Or do you think we're talking rubbish? That's fine if you do. Um, just you know, make sure you leave it in the comments of different videos, because we'll definitely see them there. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Let us know what you think. Um, and yeah, please let us know your picks for you know who you think the next daughter should be. Uh, because you know, you guys sometimes know things and hear things that we don't, um, and that would be very cool to hear. Uh, next week we'll be talking more probably about uh regeneration and Doctor Who and stuff. I won't go into too many details in case we change our minds. Um, and yeah, you can read uh, our piece about. Uh, this very topic about you know uh, why a lot of people are guessing the next doctor wrong on radiotimes.com including uh, you know some of the predictions and why we don't think they're correct and you can also hear loads more stuff from us about doctor who on the website with some stuff about the latest weeping angels game things like that lots of fun doctor who stuff Uh, until next time i've been hugh and i've been morgan and neither of us is going to be the next doctor Uh, there's Ah. your big scoop goodbye